Welcome, welcome, welcome to Chromatic Distortion with Corey Caesar. I've got the secret I've been hiding under my skin. My heart is human, my blood is boiling, my brain I am. So if you see me acting strangely, don't be surprised. I'm just a What is going on, you beautiful bastards, and all you uh, beautiful people that have fathers in your life as well? Welcome back to another episode of Chromatic Distortion. This is your host, like always, Corey Caesar. This is episode 18. I appreciate everyone for uh, listening. This is uh, season two. This is the kickoff. It's the kickoff of season two. This is the kickoff of 2019. This is actually January 1st, 2019. I'm recording this. Uh, so if you listened to that last episode, you know that I've been doing some reflection. I closed some chapters, uh, wrote the final lines in those chapters, shut the door, moved on. Let's kick off 2019 and let's make it the best year yet for everybody. Um, so we do have some guest lines up just for uh, just a just a hit hit on what's what's coming in this season. Um, I said I'm gonna try to do these every two weeks. I'm gonna try to stay on a on a schedule uh, every two weeks on a Wednesday. That's going to be the plan. I'm going to try to get this one out Wednesday. No guarantees, but that's what I'm shooting for. So like every two weeks on a Wednesday, these bad boys are going to be coming out episodes. Got about five or six guests lined up already. First guest will be in January 7th to the Chromatic Distortion Podcast uh, studio to record. Um, she'll be here on the 7th, and hopefully we'll get that out that, that Wednesday. Maybe uh, the week prior, we'll see. Um yeah, so season one was decent. Season two, hopefully, gonna be better. Um, this first one, we're, I don't even know what I'm calling it yet. I think I'm gonna call it Blade Running uh, 2019. I don't really know. It's basically about Blade Runner, um, the original Blade Runner, which was I thought was kind of cool because it depicted what they believed life was gonna be like in 2019. Here we are, first day of 2019. The movie actually came out in 1982, which I thought was also interesting since I was born in 1982. So it's 36 years old. It's as old as I am. It's how they thought as I was being born. And maybe probably a lot of my listeners were all right around the same age. Um, and, and what they thought life was going to be like. 2019, I thought that's, that's kind of an interesting, just kind of an interesting dynamic. Um it was directed by now. Let me just let me just prerequisite this real quick. Um, I didn't really care for the movie that much. Not gonna lie, didn't really like it before. I watched it again. Um, I watched it like four times in the last week. To be honest with you, just I don't know, man. I just can't get into it. It's not that good, in my opinion. It's all right. It's just it's not the the graphics. I thought and the premise is pretty cool. I just thought the movie the movie kind of missed for me. Um, it's directed by Ridley Scott. Everyone's heard the name. 
Um, this was his third film. He did Alien a few years prior. He did Thumb and Louise, just for some background, so you guys know. Gladiator, Hannibal, Black Hawk Down, American Gangster, Body of Lies, The Martian, you know, just to name a few. Um, it had some stars in it. It had Indiana Jones as Rick Deckard. You may know that dude as Harrison Ford. Sean Young as Rachel. Uh, Rutger Hare. Howard, I don't know how to say his name, as Roy Beatty. Daryl Hannah as Pris. Everyone knows Daryl Hannah. And uh, Brian James as Leon. So basically the movie, it's kind of a cyberpunk version of the future where man has developed the technology to create what they call replicants, which are like artificially created humanoids with like these short fixated lifespans. And these are illegal on earth now, but are used in off world colonies. Um, in Los Angeles, 2019 is when this takes place. Deckert is a retired blade runner which is basically a cop who specializes in terminating replicants, right? Um, and he's basically forced to come out of retirement when four replicants uh, escape from one of these off-world colonies and come to Earth. And they basically come to Earth to find a way to extend their short lifespans because they only live about four years. Um, it was a fail-safe put-in, right? So the movie itself starts out with like... Um, some scrolling text, kind of like Star Wars, right? If you can imagine it. And it just reads, Early in the 21st century, the Tyrell Corporation advanced robotic evolution into the Nexus phase, a being virtually identical to a human known as a replicant. The Nexus 6 replicants were superior in strength and agility and at least equal in intelligence to the genetic engineers who created them. Replicants were used off-world as slave, uh, slave labor in the hazardous exploration and colonization of other planets. After a bloody mutiny by a Nexus 6 combat team in an off-world colony, replicants were declared illegal on Earth under penalty of death. Special police squads, Blade Runner units, had orders to shoot and kill, upon detection, any trespassing replicant. This was not called execution. It was called retirement. So let's just jump in and uh, start talking about how Ridley Scott and the makers of Blade Runner uh, envisioned Earth in 2019. All right, so let's just start off right off the bat and let's mention the first thing. It's one of the first scenes you see. Um, it's just downtown Los Angeles because that's what they're depicting here, 2019 Los Angeles. Um, and one of the first things you see and notice are the flying cars, obviously, because every movie have flying cars in the future back to the future flying cars and all these flying cars man these look like this flying car looked like a delorean and they all had lambo doors that was the thing i guess we were all gonna have lambo doors and we'd be flying around so i don't really know what uh and they, they, i think they called these things spinners if i'm not mistaken um whatever happened to flying cars guys i can tell you right now we got a bunch of jackasses you know, you're gonna tell me you're gonna let people fly around. People can't even drive on the sh on the ground street by themselves. Could you imagine an 85 year old lady or an 85 year old man trying to fly a fucking car, guys? Come on, that shit ain't never gonna happen. I bet you we got the technology. Never happened. You'll never see it. Um, 
it's just too dangerous. It just doesn't make sense. Um, so obviously, um, while technology has come a long way for us, where we have driver driverless cars now, which I think is more of the future than a flying car, um, and we have drones. So we trying, we trying, but those expectations obviously were a little far fetched in almost every movie. Um, they thought we were going to be flying around. Uh, fortunately for us, most of the fashion in this movie did not turn out as predicted. Man, the fashion in Blade Runner, bro, uh, it's pretty much like '80s meets futuristic punk. Is the only way to is the only way to. It's like steampunk meets '80s. It's super weird. Um, and while makeup might be at an all time high, Prius. Uh, Pris in this movie, dude, she took her smoky eye to the next level. She's straight up in like white, just straight up white face paint. It looks like with these big black smoky eyes, really stupid. Um, glasses though, man, they rocking those bigger glasses. That's kind of coming in. That's kind of coming in style. Motherfuckers were rocking fur coats, bro. Fur 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 coats are out, guys. They didn't know shit about PETA in 1982. PETA's they on you. You cannot wear a fur coat. Sorry. Uh, leave the chinchillas at home. Uh, shoulder pads, bro. Not made a comeback. Thank God. Everyone in this rocking those big dumbass shoulder pads. Even the dudes, like super obnoxious shoulder pads. What were we trying to do with shoulder pads anyway? Like, look at my big ass broad shoulders. I could be a fucking linebacker if I wasn't uh, uh flipping this burger, girl. Come get this dick. And then uh. TVs. TVs, one of the first scenes you notice is a computer in this TV. Thank God they had a bad uh, envision of what these were going to look like. Basically, it looked like an old, um, like big boxy screen. The old school green blocky text on a screen. You know, straight text, no pics. That's where they're, I mean, they tried in one scene to make it look better. They threw like a blue light on it so it wouldn't, so it looked kind of bluish tint, which is like a modern screen, kind of that white blue. If you're like looking at your screen right now, you know what I'm talking about. But these just basically represent, represented the, the computers of 1982. It looked like, it looked like a Commodore 64. Okay. If you don't know what a Commodore 64 and it's like the, I think it used to be the, I don't think it is anymore though. It, I, I, I want to say. Uh, another one passed it up, but it used to be the highest selling computer of all time, which is crazy to think about. You probably, you may not have even heard it, um, but out then also was the Apple II, which came out in 1977. Um, you had the IBM PC 5150 in 1981, and then you had, which I think is the one that ended up taking it um, later on, is the NEC PC 9800 series. So those are the main computers out um, back then. And they didn't really, they didn't really have a good depiction on, um, or a real clear understanding. I don't think of where technology was going to go in the flat screen and computer, uh, smartphone type technology, right? Um, so other than that, obviously you probably already realized that there was a few things in the intro that I gave that we obviously don't have. One we should probably talk about right off the bat is the fact that we don't have humanoid uh robots called replicants obviously right so blade runner society created robots that look think and act exactly like humans now 
although we use technology and machines in many aspects of daily life, human shape kind of has been, it's been deemed a little unnecessary right now. Uh, and not necessary complication for robot building, but we're not that far off from what this is actually depicting. I don't think, and we have legit AI right now. Think about Alexa, how it's literally having a conversation with you and it's learning super scary. Um, I mean, she answers questions, dude. It's weird. She talks back, right? And Decker actually falls in love with Rachel, who's the replicant. Who, dude, that shit's going to happen, bro. Because we have, like, sex robots. They're going to start putting these technologies into, um, like, more, like, the AI aspects. I think they're going to start getting into that, right? So in, this, in, the, in the movie... Ironically enough, these robots, they eat and drink also, which I think is kind of weird, right? Because why would they need to eat and drink if they're a robot? So that means they must piss and shit, right? Because they got to get rid of that waste somehow. Because I'm sure, I'm, I'm assuming they're using that as fuel just like we do. Now you're like, oh, that that's pretty far-fetched. And that's actually not that far-fetched because there was a, a robot called eater the eater robot e-a-t-r and it was in the early 2000s i believe and i believe that if i'm not mistaken the program came to a close in like 2009 and i'm gonna put a uh, close in quotation marks because i don't believe it ever ended um the eater program was a robot that was designed to live on bio um bio waste basically like um as shit decomposed it would eat it and the, decom the decom uh, decomposing of this biomaterial would give um, this robot the energy it needed to continue on with whatever the fuck it was doing, right? And it was being designed by the military. Now, they claimed it was going to eat simple vegetation, right? And they were making these robots to do all kinds of tasks. You could literally, um, for clearing shit, for literally transportation for just carrying the supplies some were designed to actually and this is i think where the theory got a little convoluted maybe in the right way i think um they also designed one that was for extraction right extraction of like people in combat zone so you're hurt they'd send this robot out there it would pull pull you away now this thing worked and they said it needed to eat about 150 pounds to go about 100 miles i believe is what the ratio was so then all of a sudden people start thinking well wait a second here you know we're the same so as we decompose it's the same concept it's just biomaterial so they're like well uh couldn't this thing just start eating humans like is that where you're going with it it's already designed to pick up humans so could it just eat the humans and then get the fuel. And they came out adamantly and denied that. But I think, being a, a semi-conspiracy uh, theorist myself, that I don't see why you couldn't transition into that. And I believe that would have, my opinion, military's working on it. They need a cover. Their cover is it's just going to eat plants, right? And as long as you don't make a big stink about it, then who gives, who gives a fuck, right? But then when people started saying, oh, no, wait a second that technology can just be like you do a little a little quarter click 
a little quarter click and that thing's eating humans, right? Which goes totally against the Geneva Convention. But let's be real about it. You got an army full of robots that literally eat eat the shit that it's killing, which just then in turn gives it fuel to keep killing. It's a never that's a never ending cycle, guys. So they stopped the program. Now, I'm gonna call bullshit. I believe that they got the technology right on the fuel aspect of it. So that part works, but they don't need those robots no more because that company doesn't build robots that good. We're talking about um, um, Boston Dynamics, guys, and they're doing some crazy shit with robots right now. Robots are getting scary, scary um, close to being able to do a lot of shit better than us in the thinking aspect of it and just rationalizations, which is going to be scary. And so there's, there's, you know, there's people way smarter than me that are are worried about robotic and AI intelligence right now. And one of those guys is Elon Musk. He's um, very open about his concerns for the way this technology is going right now. And he he basically warns that a creation of godlike AI could doom mankind to an eternity of robot dictatorship. That's basically what he's saying. That the technology is going to get smarter than us. And it's going to rule over us in a way that's not morally um, what we may feel as more morally inept might not be for that computer. If it feels that's the best way of human survival, if that makes some sort of sense, um, which is actually smart because like it's a robot, no hard feelings, right? Yeah, we got to do this. No hard feelings. I, the robot's going to understand that in order to maybe um, get to this goal, you know, you have to do something extreme. And how do you stop that once it feels that this is the only way and it's smarter than you already? So it can do things faster than you, can make shit faster than you. It doesn't feel pain, doesn't feel anything. It's, it's, it's kind of scary um, to think about. And then if you go back to that eater, if you go, if you go back to that technology, you can say, oh, we just pulled the plug. You know, we just don't give no power. What if they're just eating us? Or what if they're just eating anything? Plants, animals, and then that's how they and that's how they get their energy. And then, then they're off the grid, per se. And then what? Then you're fucked. Then you're going to be taking a fucking, uh, you're going to take a, a robot dick to the butt. And what are you going to say about it? Thanks for the oil check, guy. But I'm not, I don't need no oil. So if you're interested in robots... Uh, check out Boston Dynamics, man. They're crazy, dude. They're doing all kinds of crazy shit in the space. They're making these really, really um, badass fucking robots, dude. They're way ahead of the game. Um, you know, they just finally came out with that robot dog was finally uh, unleashed. So if you haven't if you haven't seen this, bro, there's actually a humanoid robot doing backflips. You've seen that video, right? That's a real thing. That dog doing a backflip, that's a real thing. And um, it's going on sale in 2019. So what are you going to do with a robot that can fight off stick-wielding humans? People are going to have attack dogs, guys, and they're going to be robots. So you're scared of that pit bull. Guess what? Boston Dynamics just changed the game. All right. So you got DARPA. You know, DARPA robots, they're getting ready to go underground. They're doing all kinds of weird shit with robots, guys. Um, they had robots take vacations in some Airbnbs this year. Um, and that was by uh, um, Car- Carnegie Mellon University, right? These researchers. And they booked their robots into these Airbnbs. 
Now these rooms were rented. This is fucking crazy. This shit's getting. These rooms were rented to teach the robots how to manipulate objects in unfamiliar environments, right? So we're teaching these robots to go into a place that it's never been and to learn and adapt to its surroundings. Think about what Elon Musk is saying and think about how we're going in that direction. He's saying five years. He's saying five years we're going to be to where robots are superiorly, more superiorly intelligent than humans, than the people making them. So that's a scary thing. That's kind of what's going on in this movie. Um, so in that aspects, this movie got robots pretty accurate, pretty close, kind of scary. Um, but that's that's cool as fuck in my opinion. That's the that's the coolest part of this movie to me is just the ro- the robotic dynamic. Um, I think it's super. It, it draws a really good parallel um, to, to to actually today. But a lot of people just don't pay attention because it's technology, guys, and we want technology to uh, continue to grow. And there's so much shit. It's like, how do you know about what's going on? They're doing so much shit you don't know about. They're doing ten thousand more things than we even can find on the internet. Guarantee it. Um, we don't hear about technology till like 10 years after it really came out. Uh, but it's kind of cool, man. I like robots. I think robots have their place. I think we just got to decide how far we want to take it. And that's always going to be the que- that's always going to be the question about all kinds of issues. And in a free market, it's however however the the market wants to take it. The dog by Boston Dynamics is the perfect example. The market says, "We want a fucking robot dog." Guess what? Someone's going to make a robot dog. And if enough people are going to buy the robot dog, that robot dog is going to keep getting made. That's how capitalism works. And that's a great thing. And it's, so it's the people. The people want that product. They're going to buy it. If they don't, they won't. And there won't be no robotic dog. Point blank. So simple. So let's transition into the other big thing that we noticed was um, I said these things were being made to colonize other planets. We're obviously not colonizing any other planets yet in 2019. But fuck if we're not trying. Right. Fuck if we're not trying. We're going to Mars. We're sending shit out there, man. We're, I think we just got a, a a probe. I don't remember. I don't. I just read it. I don't really remember where it was going, but four million miles away. Fuck, four million miles away, bro. Sending pictures. That's crazy. We're trying, dude. We're trying to find. Um, we're trying to find a place that we can go. I believe that. Um, this this Earth's gonna run out, point blank. Like we're gonna run out of resources. We're going to overpopulate it here real soon. And, you're, and I know a lot of people that are listening to this are actually like, oh, no, I don't really have to worry about that. The fuck you won't. We're going to double, we've doubled the size of the world in my lifetime. And it's going to double again in my lifetime. Dude, we're talking, we're going to have like 15, 16 billion people on planet Earth in like 20 years. And I don't know how accurate that number is. I just spit out, I'm totally spitballing that number, but it's close. I know it ain't that far off. So that's kind of scary to think about. We're going to run out of shit. We're going to need a place to go. I believe there, I, I'm, I think that we already came from somewhere else. It's fucking weird. I, I want to talk about this in another episode. I think that we were, I think we, the reason why we look so, so up to the stars so much, right. And to these other planets is because we're trying to go home right we're trying to actually go home like that's where we're from mars they're they're getting there there's a lot of comparisons marv used to be livable at some point they're believing they're finding ice they're finding water they're finding life they're finding all the things that you need to make life and if you remember earth wasn't this life breathing um planet that it is today it was high methane when earth 
started, it was super high man. We couldn't live in it. We couldn't survive. We couldn't breathe the air. We never would have made it. I think at some point, because of the way we advanced through evolution, like I said, I'm gonna get into this into a different episode, so I don't want to get too deep into this. There was a there was there was a there's a legit there was a legit split, right? And one we broke in from one group to two basically. One went their own way, didn't evolve as much as us, and we went super high, right? I'm going to throw out the possibility of extraterrestrials coming down, breeding some of their uh, DNA into that that species, turned into humans. So I think we're a hybrid, half Martian, half Earth, bang, gang. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't really know. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there because why not? It's kind of It's kind of fun to speculate, right? Maybe we are, maybe we aren't. Um, either way, we evolved. Um, that doesn't change the fact that um, at some point this earth is not going to be livable for us as humans. And if we don't advance technology to get off this planet, it's just the end of our species, guys. And that's the life cycle. Um, we're animals and we will hit an extinction date, whether that's by nature or by our own faults. It will happen at some point. Um, whether that's 10 years from now, whether that's 5,000 years from now, whether that's a, a million years from now, no one knows and no one can predict that, but it takes one asteroid hitting us. It takes one super volcano and we could literally wipe out everything we've done. We could start back ground zero. Um, it's, it's just the fucking life, bro. So we have not colonized other planets, but like I said, we ain't, it's not like we ain't fucking trying and we're going to keep trying. And, uh, I'm all, I'm all about that. Um, so it, it does, an, another aspect of this movie is, and this kind of goes hand in hand with what we were just talking about, it does kind of, it does kind of mimic some real life global warming trends, right? So the movie, it's always gloomy, it's very little sun, very smoggy, it's highly populated area. It looks like Tokyo, in my opinion, and I think we'll get into that a little bit in a little bit of, uh, in a minute. They thought there was going to be a very high Japanese um, influence in America that kind of went away in the eighties and it turned into a more of a Chinese dominance let's be real about it. Um, but I mean, everything's factory, dude, there's smoke going in the air. It's smoggy. You like I said, you rarely see the sun. It's pretty much rains the entire time. Um, so in real life, we're really not that bad. Um, but China, I mean, if you look at like downtown China, the smog and shit's horrible, man. The living conditions are bad there. Regulations are non-existent. Um, American companies are doing it good, guys. Whether you want to argue about it or not, we're the cleanest. We're still the cleanest country. Um, can we be better? Absolutely. Do we have to like find that borderline to where we can still compete? No question about it, dude. You can't just say we're only going to do it this way. Why everyone else is doing it the other way? It's just you'll get left behind. And that's like, it's a shitty way to look at it, but it's the reality of the situation. You got to make the best of it. So, um, you just can get more, more people on board, um, some other way, um, without just stealing the money, um, from Americans and then it never going to, uh, and then, and then these other countries are never actually implementing any kind of real regulations, but just taking our money for it. Um, that's what we got to stop. So also, um, within this craziness of highly population in the movie and smog, um, it depicts literally a world where almost all animals have died out. So it's crazy because it's like artificial 
animals now populate the world. So like there this one um um this one scene he's like talking to this like stripper uh uh I don't know, performer type chick and she has a snake like rolling around. He's like is that real? Harrison Ford, is that real? And she's like, you know, you think I'd be working in a dump like that if I could afford a real animal? Like, think about how crazy that is. A digital, made-up, genetic, robot snake. Cheaper than a real one. Boom. That's the world that, we, uh, that we're living in. No animals. And everything's genetic. Um, smoking. Obviously, they smoke all through that movie. You can't smoke inside anymore. Um... Now, a sinister part, this movie really seemed to predict a world where there was a lack of women. The majority of the characters left on Earth in this film are male. That stood out to me. Um, It's just something I noticed. Um, It's a a society that seems quite far from ours in reality. Um, Women are doing quite well. uh, Number-wise and in an advancement, they're actually... If you look at both genders, genders objectively, the women, the women, uh, the female species is um, evolving quicker than the males right now. It's just happening. They're they are actually better off um, in many aspects. If you look at the real numbers, um, and the the crazy part about this is the few females that were left, um, they were either exploited, poor, or replicants. That's basically it. Was kind of crazy, man. That, that that's how they kind of seen the world was going to go that way. Um, it's just so weird. But one of the things in there was a sex robot. So Pris, you know, speaking on the women thing. And then so what they did, you know, basically they had no real women, robot women. One of them was played by Pris. And um, well, her name's Prish, played by Daryl Hannah, obviously, and she's described in the movie as a basic pleasure model. So she's a sex robot boy, um, and she was designed for obviously sexual pleasure of males. So on this one, you know, they actually got it remarkably right because sex robots capable of having sex, responding, and even having conversation are actually on the shelves today. If you didn't know that, the Japanese man, they they deep. They deep in that game. Um, sex robots are crazy, dude. They make all kinds of cool shit. They make like, they make like pocket pussies. All right, you know, you know what a pocket pussy is, right? You stick your dick in it, right? And then they make like dildos. Everyone knows what a dildo is. So they got shit now, bro, where you connect to somebody that has the same type of device, the opposite end, obviously. So if I was a dude, I'd have the vagina, or or maybe you do, or maybe you do have the. Uh, you know, gender neutral. Maybe you do have the dildo. Either way, so if someone would have the dildo. I'd have the uh, I'd have the pocket pussy, and I'd be talking. To her, and then whatever she did with that dildo, the the little the little thing was hooked is hooked up. It would do the same. It would do the same thing, bro. So she's riding that dick. It'd feel like she was that. That's crazy shit. That's crazy technology. That's a demolition man style. Remember the virtual reality sex that uh, Sandra Bullock had with Sylvester Stallone. That's just happening. That's in the next, that's the next 15 years. That's the me too movement. That's going to push that harder in this direction. There will be no contact with sex. Watch sex is going to become, we're going to be birds guys. We're going to be birds and ducks. We're going to lose our dicks and we're just going to uh, shoot sperm into these women's cause the sex is going to be considered, um, 
a non-need. We're not going to need to have sex to reproduce. It's it's not, and in reality, it's not really a, it's not really a necessary function anymore. It's not. We have the technology to not have sex to still reproduce our species. There's a whole different debate on if that's the moral way to do it. I'm on the other side. I think sex is needed in society um, for many reasons. Um, but fuck it. So we got that. Um, they they did the cultural merging in the cities. Pretty accurate in this movie. Um, different foods, languages, and races. So if you look at big cities, we have that exact same thing. Um, today, the world is multicultural. And we all adopt different aspects from each other. Whether you don't think that or not, that happens everywhere. Um, but languages haven't merged in these big cities, kind of like the movie de de uh, depicted. So we still all speak our own separate languages. Most people still speak English. The rest of the world does that better than us by learning a different language. We don't do that so much here. So we're basically speaking American. Most people speak at least another language. Um, but the movie doesn't end there with just you learning another language. They actually develop their own, their own new language, like a hybrid language, and they call it city speak. And it merges like Japanese, Spanish, German, Hungarian, Chinese, and French. Um, and I guess Edward James Almost, who's an actor and plays a part in this movie, actually devised some of the city speak for the movie. So he kind of just made up an own language for it. It's kind of cool. Um... Yeah, so um, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola still rules the world, bro. Um, Blade Runner hit the nail on the head with these huge flashing Coca-Cola advertisers. I said they, I think I said in the in the intro, they had these flashing billboards everywhere, just like downtown New York, just like um, Tokyo. They got these big buildings, all this advertisement. Advertising rules the day. Um, and they like they saw the multi-billion-dollar Coca-Cola company has remained powerful as the film predicts. So it's everywhere. It thinks 2019 Coca-Cola is going to be running running the world. Some would argue Pepsi, but if you want to look at it, then straight numbers, Coca-Cola is the world's largest beverage company to date. That's as of January 1st, 2019. That's a fact. Um, and digital advertising billboards are totally a thing. So, they, you know... Um, you see those now on the road. Like if you drive down 30 or I-65 or 894, every once in a while you'll see those digital billboards. Um, they can do more than one. It's just an easy way to do it. Makes the most sense. Um, if you walk in like Piccadilly Circus in Lin uh, London or Times Square in New York, you will still be bombarded with big screen digital advertisements on billboards. And like I said, they look scarily similar to those in Blade Runner. Um, in the movie, there is voice control technology. We've hit that one. So um, at one point, we see Deckard sit using um, this voice control technology to rewind and zoom a video. So I thought that was pretty cool. Also, there was no digital There was no digital film, so they didn't get that part, but they had the idea because uh, it was just a regular, like a regular old school, like you'd print from um, Walgreens, had like the little red date in the bottom. You know, you had that 35 millimeter camera. You took it in that roll of film, had it had it uh, um, uh, made and he had these pictures right that's what it looked like now he took this picture just like you would similarly take in like an SD card if we're looking at it more today's technology and he stuck it in this computer right and then it like he used his voice to like move the picture around and like zoom in and like digitize on the screen 
well, just like you would do a digital photo with Zoom, to zoom in on this picture and then said print and it printed out a fucking Polaroid, which obviously didn't get it right. But they were on the track, man. They got it. They got it that we were going digital media wise. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and we have that all over the place now. We talked about Alexa, Siri, um, shit. I got a, my, my, I drive a 2009 Ford F-150 Lariat. I've had it. I bought it brand new in 2009. She got voice control. I call her Barbara. Um, I just push a button. I say climate temperature 74. It'll turn the temperature in my shit to 74 degrees, bro. Or I'll say turn to, uh, I'll, I, um, if I have my, my thumb drive plugged in with music, I can just say, find a song and it'll pull it up. So we've had that technology for a minute. Um, and it's getting more and more scary. Um, what else we got? So I guess the other thing would just, the last thing would just be like, uh, some hunger, man. It just looked like people were hungry. Look like, um, uh, it looked like, man, it looked like real shitty. It just looked like a real shitty life. And they, they kind of made, <clears throat> in the one of the scenes when they're trying to get Harrison Ford to come back out of retirement, he doesn't really want to do this. He doesn't want to shoot down these people, these replicants, and uh, and retire them, per se. Um, and he actually falls in love with one of the replicants that he's hunting. Not really, he's not hunting her. She's like a next version of uh, this Nexus 6 who has memories implanted in their brain to give them a better backstory to help them um, evolve faster, basically. Um, and he just, the dude, the dude makes a comment. He goes, you know, you, they're, they're, you're either with us or you're not. And, you know, out in the real world, the police are the big people. And out there, you're, you'll be just the little people. Basically saying that, like, um, super, to me, I got the impression of su- a lot of corruption, right and we're headed towards a lot of corrupt we have a lot of corruption right now man um in every aspect of life there's corruption everywhere um hung, and hunger is a real thing so other than that man that those are pretty much the big comparisons i saw from the movie obviously no flying cars we have robots they're not quite there but man it's kind of scary the smog billboards the uh, intermingling of cultures uh, 36 years later, man, really Scott, dude, did a pretty good job. Pretty good job. Um, it's pretty impressive, actually. It's kind of crazy to think about. Um, like movies that are coming out right now. Is that like, you know, Blade Runner came out with another one, Twenty uh, Blade Runner 2049. I haven't, I've watched it. I don't remember it. I probably won't like it. I, like I said, I didn't really care for this movie that much. Um, I wonder how close that's going to be to 2050. I don't. Man, I don't twenty fifty, bro. Twenty fifty. Y'all think we're gonna? Uh, let me let me pose. I'm gonna pose you this question here. Um, are we gonna make it? Are we gonna make it to twenty fifty? For real. Do you think humans are gonna make it to twenty fifty without something crazy happening, like some kind of major catastrophe, some kind of major extinction event? Humans have not lived through any extinction events yet, guys. There's been six. I think five five or six. I don't quite... See, either five or six. Mass extinction events. Humans have made it through zero of them. We've not, we've not encountered one yet. Sharks have made it through four. Sharks are pent, bro. They're resilient. And they don't change much. So, some may argue change is, is good and for the betterment of humans... Some would say you change too fast 
you, you, you almost outgrow yourself, right? I think technology, I've said it before, technology has surpassed evolution. So I think we're in that phase. Um, Elon Musk obviously is semi-agreeing with me because he's feeling that technology is about to surpass surpass us and he's nervous about it so if elon musk is nervous about it you might want to be a little nervous yourself um but other than that the movie was all right watch it if you want i think the parallels to today are pretty good um yeah but other than that guys i appreciate y'all listening this is going to conclude episode 18 i believe um just a quick recap you know i'm having a guest come in january 7th she will be here to record I don't really, really have a topic yet, but I have multiple guests already in line, guys. So guests are coming this year. We're going to try to be on that two, uh, that two-week turnaround on these guys. No guarantees. I'm going to do my best for y'all. Um, I'm trying to make the content better. I don't know how good this one came out, to be honest with you. I wasn't that prepared for it. Um, I'm just I just wanted to get this one out because it's been it's been a while, so I need to get start getting the, the, the episodes out, guys, so we can get on a routine here and um I can put myself on a schedule. Uh, other than that, I hope you had a great 2018. Mine was decent. As we spoke about, I did that good reflecting. I wrote my new goals down for 2019. Feeling great. Feeling really good about 2019. Like I said, I closed some chapters. I wrote the final line. Don't be afraid to write that final line, guys. Don't be afraid to uh say, okay. That's the end of, of that relationship, or that's the end of that situation. And I'm just going to write my final line. No hard feelings. This is just how it went. Boom. And then shut that chapter, bro, and don't look back. Because when you go back, then you got to rewrite that. Then you got to rewrite that ending. And then the story don't make sense. So uh, don't be afraid to close the doors. That's my, um, I guess that's my tip for 2019. Um, and also just like, just remember, it's not about being unafraid, okay? It's about being afraid and doing it anyway. So if in 2019, if you want to do something, but you're scared, do it anyway. Because like I said, it's not about being unafraid. It's about being afraid and doing it anyway. That is what you call bravery, all right. So like always, be good to one another and I will catch you on the flip side. You have just witnessed the lyrical stylistics of chromatic distortion. Secret, secret.
Thank <laughs> you.